podcast, Real Life No Myth, where we talk about myths and misunderstandings surrounding life, race, faith, and culture. If you'd like to support the Nick Smith Podcast, rate us on iTunes, or you can give through our Patreon. And don't forget to share this on social media so that all of your friends can know what you're listening to. Hey, we are your hosts, Nick Smith. And I'm Kylie Jo Smith. And today's episode is part two part of two. our series, That's The right. Best Defense for a Good Offense. And today's episode is all about the cycles of offense. Mm. Uh, so you didn't bef- think fences had cycles. They do. Two of them. Bicycles. Anyway, uh, before (laughs) we move on to uh, this really cool and important topic, um, please subscribe and share. Uh, Everyone you know is going to want to know about this because this is a huge issue in our culture, Mm -hmm. in our society. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're talking about it, y'all. So uh, we're diving into this. So share with everybody, you know. Yeah. And if you're not already subscribed, go ahead and hit the subscribe button because we've hit 100 subscribers, which. For some of y'all out there, you've got like hundreds and hundreds of subscribers. And but it this is huge awesome. for us. We're this like totally stoked because we had this goal uh-huh. of reaching 100 subscribers, I think, by the by, by the, the end, end of, of 2021, I thought. No, by the end of by this end year. This year. Okay. So we reached that and it's yeah. not even the end of the year. So like, that's Thank totally you guys. awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. And please, yes, subscribe. And one thing we've been noticing is like you can subscribe and um, you can get the little notification whenever we have a new episode, which yep. we upload the videos every Monday. Every Monday. Um, but you also, like we have some Patreon supporters, mm-hmm. shout out to our inner circle. Hey, inner circle, what's happening, um, Who are subscribed to YouTube as well, mm-hmm. but they also get the episode early, the video yes. early. So if you are part of the inner circle, you get the episode yeah. early, you get extra content, you get at least one mini episode a week mm-hmm. on top of this. Yes. Uh, plus there's some cool perks depending on what tier you join in. So check yeah. out our Patreon and be, be, be chum. Be what? I was trying to say join and become at the same time. Be chum. <laughs> become. I couldn't tell or if you were join. trying to speak Hebrew or something. I was trying to get there. Uh, join our inner circle. You know what I'm trying to say, y'all. Come on now. Um, be chum. <laughs> also. It, yes. Uh, as if you are listening on the audio platform today, Sunday, August 30th is the day. So if you haven't already um, ordered Kylie Joe single, save me. Um, it's available now. So yeah. those that pre-ordered, thank you guys so much for pre-ordering. You're awesome. Um, it's going to make today look awesome in our numbers. And be like, oh, look at all these people that ordered. Yes. Um, but if you didn't get a chance to pre-order and you want to download it, you want to stream it, you want to share it, do that today. Yeah. And one thing you can also do is that a lot of people don't think about. I know I don't think about it all the time when I listen to new music. You can mm-hmm. leave a review. Oh, and that's this so important. is do super that. helpful because it helps us know like who's listening and where and what you're what you're getting out of the song. It helps yeah. the artist to know. So if you want to leave a review on iTunes or if you I don't know if you can leave reviews on other Spotify platforms, or, Spotify, yeah. go ahead and do that. Stick the song on a playlist. Please. One thing that I love to do, I love to add new things to my playlist I'm always like you know you listen to the same 12 or 30 songs like, okay, I need some new music so yeah. this song I, I hope that it will impact you it's already impacted um, over a hundred different people yes. around the world um, to eliminate poverty through our partnership with Child Fund International yes. it's been awesome yeah so you can help that become thousands of people around the world and that's you, right. you can be one of those people um, and I'm also actually Sunday today uh, if you're listening I'm if you're watching it would be yesterday yes so, so we're, we're like traveling <laughs> through time here it's really cool um I have a single release event at Emmanuel Church in Abilene. Thank you so much, Emmanuel Church. You're amazing. That's Abilene, Kansas, um, not Abilene, Texas. Yes. Just clarify. clarify that. My clarify. bad. I forget that there's multiple cities named the same thing. That's right. Um, but if you don't get a chance to go, if you haven't gotten a chance to go to that, um, or you want to watch it on the replay, you can go to Emmanuel Church's Facebook page and you can check it 
out. Do it. So to it. We got to get into um, this cycle. Yes. Uh, thank you guys so much for hanging with us in the. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm on the cycle. I see that. It's like 1980s jazzercise. You're knocking <laughs> it out. Like Anna one and two. And um, so we're talking about the cycle of offense. Um, offendedness is something that we experience in our, our, we, if you caught our last episode, it's something that it's hurt feelings, right? It's yeah. something that, Oh, Hey, easy there microphone. It's something that challenges some held part of us, some held belief that we have. Mm-hmm. And so offendedness, being offended in a moment is not always the issue. No, it's, it doesn't just happen. Yeah. It's living in that offendedness. Yeah. And, and yeah, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 I, you, me, you, are you, you offended? Eh? No, I don't want to offend no, you. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's not just this thing of like, oh, well, they offended me. Um, and for those of you who maybe know people in your life who um, you've experienced that you may easily offend them, like it's something mm-hmm. that happens often, you know that this is not just a one-time thing that just, yeah. you know, something may trigger it. Um, but there's usually a pattern or a cycle yeah. that we've identified. And we've identified it, again, this whole series has nothing to do with like calling other people out or pointing the finger at exactly. the world. Um, we have both experienced this. That's right. Um we still at times will catch ourselves in the cycle. I know that mm-hmm. I often have to be like, hold on, hold on. What do I practically need to do to get out of this? And yeah. we'll talk about that um, later on. But but this is something we are we are very familiar with, not only yes. um, encountering people who are easily offended, but having been easily offended ourselves. Being offendable. Being offendable. And we, uh, we took that evaluation ourselves and we saw areas in our life that we were needing to be... Um, repenting in yeah uh, in our offendableness actually last week um after we went through our episode and i was i was listening and editing it Mm -hmm. um god put conviction on my heart that i had been behaving Mm. different towards someone based on something they had said and i i saw that there was something in me that i hadn't forgiven yeah and i was holding on to that that offendedness i was i was living offendable Mm -hmm. and so i had to go back and repent in that moment and be like all right i hit up the person i was like hey listen um I didn't do anything wrong and you're evil. I'm just kidding. I didn't do that. <laughs> I, well, that's an interesting I, way to no, start No, I didn't do that. I reached out and I was just like, hey, um, I want to uh, apologize for the way that I've, I've acted. It's been out of being offended mm. and I'm working through that. I, I want to forgive you. I want to extend that forgiveness. Even if you don't know of anything you've done, I just want you to know I'm not b- harboring any bitterness mm-hmm. or any offendedness towards you. That's good. And so um, just so y'all know, this is for us as well, not just yeah. for y'all. Yeah. And just like, I guess to maybe go a little deeper with that. Like deeper. When, once deeper you than di- that? <laughs> It's pretty deep. Once you did that, were there any other things that you experienced um, like relief in? Like, did you have any sense of like, oh, I did that one thing and now did it affect any other area of your life or was it just that? So going into it, I didn't want to do it. First off, I did not want to call this person and say, um, hey, I need to extend grace to you. Mm. I I didn't want to play the grace card. You know, I didn't want to do ah, it. You don't want to pull the grace card. I didn't card want to pull the grace card. I wanted to keep that in my pocket tucked. You know yeah. what I mean? It was about the grace I received. I'm not giving you <laughs> grace. Um, but I knew that the Lord was calling me to do it. So mm-hmm. after I reached out and after I engaged, um, through gritted teeth, again, this wasn't bitterness, but this was like my flesh did not want to submit yeah. to what the Holy Spirit was calling me to do. Yeah. And so through that, I I, I surrendered and mm-hmm. I said, Okay, I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, not knowing what their response was gonna be. Their response could have easily been um, lashing out. It could have been anger. It could have been resentment. It could have been blowing it off. It could have been whatever. Yeah. Um, but I knew that wasn't my responsibility. I had to just do what God called me to do. Yeah. And then afterwards, uh, the interaction went well. Um, we prayed together before I got a phone and then 
I felt just the freedom. Like I, there was something there that I didn't realize. There might have been something there that wasn't there before. What's there, mama? Bitterness, son. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but there was something that, that God freed me from in that moment. And it was yeah. just cool. So this, this process, this understanding that we come to in this like practical application, again, I know we're kind of like jumping ahead because we get to that at the end, yeah. but just maybe to, um, to give you a frame of reference, mm -hmm. if you haven't been applying things that, you know, from other episodes, if you haven't been taking those practical steps seriously, it is as simple as just doing the next right thing. That's right. It is as simple as, okay. I know that I'm doing this and this is not pleasing to the Lord. This is not who I am in Jesus. So mm -hmm. the next thing I need to do is to not do that thing and to do this <laughs> other thing. Like right. it, it really is as simple as just do it. And the feeling about it will come eventually. Yes. Like I know, I remember you telling me about this, like I gotta, I gotta go and repent to this person. person. I gotta go do it. And the feeling wasn't there. But like you said, afterwards, it's like, Hey, you know what? Number one, it wasn't so bad. We always yeah. think it's going to be worse. Yeah. Like, Oh man, I'm going to have to go like apologizing is the hardest thing for it human beings. Be. It's like saying you're sorry admitting for doing something, wrong, admitting yeah. to being wrong, um, asking for forgiveness. And there's a lot of stuff wrapped up in that, but it's like the hardest thing we build it up to be this like, mm -hmm. Oh, and then they're going to say this and then I'm going to have to say that. And then what if they bring this up? It's like, just say the Take thing you're supposed to say. Well, that actually leads <laughs> us into our first part of this, yes. of this cycle, which is pride. And I don't know mm. where you stand on the issue of pride because I'm too busy thinking about myself. I'm sitting uh, <laughs> personally, <laughs> well, which is the proper position to be Yes, in. which is the better place. <laughs> um, but pride in our study and our understanding of scripture, pride is one of those root Mm. Uh, sins that is at yeah. the root of everything. It seems um, it's the gateway sin. I it remember really we is. talked about it being that in a small group. Yeah, it's the gateway sin. It really is. If you can, um, if the enemy can get you living in your into your pride, um, the boastful pride of life, then every other sin is it's easy. It's a domino effect. Yeah, because what pride does is it sets you up as God of your own life. Yeah, and so in our culture that has been so programming us for years to be like, do what you feel. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't matter. Live your truth, live your life, live, um, you know, follow your heart, follow your dreams. And I get people's intent of like, don't let other people control you. I get that. Yeah, absolutely. But when you are, um, catechized in this culture, mm -hmm. when you are taught from a young age, indoctrinated, that, indoctrinated. Yeah. That, um, this liturgy of self, this lived out practice of always serving me, yeah. um, it builds up arrogant and prideful people. Yeah. And what we see in a lot of the offendedness cycle is this root, this base. I keep hitting the microphone, y'all. If you're He's just angry. listening, sorry. But if you're watching, you see what's going on. <laughs> um, but it, it lays this base level, this foundation that offendedness just has uh, plenty of room to work with. Yeah. Well, I, I love going back to the garden with everything. Mm -hmm. Everything goes back to the garden for me. I'm like, it's got to go back to that first thing. The very first thing. God knows that when you have this, mm -hmm. that you're going to be like him instant offense. Yeah. Because now I have something now without even realizing it, maybe at that point, mm -hmm. um, because she hadn't eaten the fruit yet, but now I have something that it disrupts my sense of identity. It That's disrupts right. like, hold on and then offended and then acting out of that. Yeah. And when you live in this self-focus, when you live in pride, when everything is about you, it makes everything about you. You know what wow. I mean? Wow. Even things that aren't. Even things even that aren't. Even things that are not. You call them to be about you. Wait, that's, 
<laughs> Take a little twist into the scripture. <laughs> but yeah, even the things that aren't. And we had the episode about if the shoe fits. And yes. we see this a lot in, in social media, in interactions. Um, I've had face-to-face conversations with people. I was just thinking of one in particular. Yeah, and I'll yeah. be talking to someone and they'll be like, oh, well, you mean this about me. You're saying that about me. No, it had nothing to do with you. Yeah. Well, and preachers, you get this all the time. Oh, you, yeah. You're all getting emails, you're getting text messages. People aren't showing up one Sunday because you said something in the sermon last week that they just know you were talking mm, about them. You were just when calling them out. in reality... You were working through your own issues and just preaching the word and dividing it for the people and trying to shepherd your flock. But because somebody took it about them, instead of taking the word seriously, they Mm -hmm. took your words personally. Exactly. And that is the foundation of of all of this, this Mm -hmm. cycle. It starts in the self-focus, the self-centered, everything's about me. And um, what that does is that leads you out of empathy. It leads you out Mm -hmm. of compassion. Because Mm -hmm. you don't want, there's no room for compassion when I'm only thinking about me. Yeah. And it's the what about me syndrome. Exactly. If I think about you, then who's thinking about me? So I'll just think about me. Yeah. And that, that thought, that, that cycle of like, well, I've got to, I've got to stick up for me and I've got to defend myself. Yeah. Um, That's a fear. Yes. Yeah. Which is the next part of the cycle. Yes. When you start, when you're, you've maybe not puffed yourself up with knowledge, but you've Mm -hmm. puffed yourself up to this position of of so much importance mm-hmm. and so, but yet at the same time, so much fragility, mm, like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm so important and everything I think is right and everything I do is right. And, but yet I'm so fragile in that. Yeah. Now I'm afraid that everyone's going to see through it because or, you know, it's, it's, it's paper thin, right? Yeah, and you know, it's not really who you're meant to be. I really, yeah. I believe that in our heart of hearts, that little echo inside of us that God put in us to know that that's not really who I made you to be. Yeah. Um, that's good. Like, there's a little bit of, of protection that happens where we 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 build up so much around us mm-hmm. um, to protect us. Yeah. Um, these masks we wear, we've talked about that, or these different um, like it can be anything. Mm-hmm. We put it in front of us so much, and we begin to identify it with with it so much that any any hint of criticism about that thing yeah. is now a direct attack on me as a person. Yeah. So it can be a sports team. Like mm-hmm. that's, that used to be the thing that we knew, like, oh man, be careful around this season. Cause you yeah, know, you Kansas city don't talk about, don't the Chiefs. talk about the chiefs cause they gonna go crazy on you. Yeah. And people literally get into fist fights over this stuff. Yeah. It's not because they really truly care about the game yeah. or the players. Those, and those players don't care about them. Like they're like, what you having yeah. a fist fight? Cause what somebody said something about, so-and-so, I don't yeah. even know the players' names. Um, <laughs> That's okay. Uh, Keep but, rolling. Keep rolling. You're good. But now mm-hmm. it's anything. It's politics. Yeah. It's, and, and in some sense, like even religion. Yeah. There's things about like denominationalism. Like, well, I'm a this. Well, I'm a that. Like we get into these little factions and these mm-hmm. facets of parts of who we are. There's mm-hmm. things about me that are true, but those things in and of themselves, if I start to attach my identity and my worth, yeah. it's really a worth thing, yeah. a value thing. That's good. Then when someone says, yeah, well, I don't really like the chiefs. And then all hell breaks loose. Yeah, because that that fear of being found out of like everything that I've placed my identity in is now being challenged. Yep. And so it, it it's a fear of being diminished. It's a fear of mm. your value. I like that you brought up worth. It's a fear that your worth is no longer as high as you thought it was. Yeah. And when somebody challenges you, cause again, we're starting with the pride Yeah. and this is who I say I am. Even if I don't believe it, this is kind of what I'm trying and to, and I want everyone to, to know that that's yeah, who I am. If somebody challenges all these things that I've wrapped up in this identity 
um, there's a fear of like, well, I've, I now have to defend because if they take down this image, then who am I? Yeah. It reminds me a lot and of I don't uh, matter. King Saul in the Old Testament. Ooh. So like if wow, you go back and you good. read first, uh, first Samuel, you read through the story of, of Saul and how he interacted with David. Mm -hmm. um, Saul was always swayed by the people because he was afraid of being perceived as a weak yes. king. And it, it started way back when he was called to be king and he hid. Mm -hmm. You know, he hid from God's calling. Yeah. Uh, and God was anointing him to be the king of the people, yeah. even though his character was so, um, so self-deficient. Like he didn't believe in the identity that God called him to be. Mm -hmm. And so he had to create for himself this false identity. And then anytime that was challenged, he lashed out yeah. because he was afraid that his kingdom would be taken. He was afraid yeah. that people would rebel. He was afraid. And so that, that arrogance and pride of being center of your life leads you into this fear. Mm -hmm. and, and even if, even the times where Saul wasn't outrightly attacked like i'm thinking mm -hmm. of the time when they were singing david they were singing about him and saul, saul like kills his thousands david kills his tens of thousands yes He's like, what? because and the thing is like not only was it jealousy most time we focus on like oh well saul was jealous of david no he wasn't just jealous of david this was about saul this was That's about right. his like heart. now because his pride being in his accomplishments mm -hmm. as a as a king and as you the know, first conquering king of people, israel yeah his his pride in that was being um threatened or his, his position in that was being threatened because now yeah. there's someone else who also does this thing that I do. And now everyone's going to think I'm a sham. They're going to, yeah. and they're going to want David to be King. And it's a, it's a perceived fear. Yeah. And so we start to, to live. I mean, Saul, he lived out of this perceived fear, this perceived yeah. attack that never was there. Right. And a lot of time our offendedness as people, um, it starts with pride and then it moves into this fear and this fear causes us to um, see things as perceived threats. Mm -hmm. And then we respond out of the perceived threat and wow. we start living a defensive life. And that defensiveness looks a lot like offendedness. Yeah. And so in that being offended, it's always this, well, what do you mean by that? Well, what do you say? How dare you? How, how, so what you're saying by this and what you mean by that. And it's all of these mm. perceived fears that you feel like you have to engage or you have to yeah. counterattack, or you have to be the watchdog that, that monitors mm. all of these things um, and it ends up putting you into this place where it's uh, tribalism, yeah. where it's like, okay, you disagree with me, you're out. You agree yep. with me, you're part of my team. You disagree with me, you're the other. And you start to create <laughs> this otherness. Yeah. And your pride and your fear sends you into a place where now not only do I have the, the grounds to be offended because you're not one of us, mm -hmm. you're not part of my tribe, but now anything I do or say to that tribe um, is okay because they're not one of us. Yeah. And it all comes from this offendedness um, cycle, right? We start yeah. with pride, go into fear, and then mm. what do we got after that? Well, whenever you create that other and you you distance people from you, you now put yourself in a position to be hardened against those people. Mm, yes. So you put the distance there. Um, it's really, it's not that bad. It's just like arm's length. Like, okay, you know what? I still, you know, you're a human being and, you know, mm. you you have needs and basic things, but... And the butt is where the callousness comes yes. in. Yes. Because. You got a callous butt. Your butt is callous. <laughs> you got calluses on your booty. You got callous. Sorry, somebody. I forgot to put my stuff on. Oh, somebody my trying bad. to interrupt you. I forgot to put my stuff on film. silence. My bad. I'm professional. Mine is on airplane mode. <laughs> my okay. fault. My fault. Anyway, so the, the, the callousness allows us to justify our hurt feelings um, because, yeah. you know, if someone reject some part of me. So they reject my political affiliation. Mm -hmm. They're the opposite or a different political affiliation. Well, I'm, I don't associate with you mm -hmm. because this, and now again, anything I say against you, I'm going to justify it because yeah. now you're, you're not one of me and you've offended me with your not being like me-ness. Yeah. And now I'm going to, I'm going to, 
do things that may be hurtful to you yeah, and be justified. It, in it starts with that idea of like, well, we can at least agree to be civil. We can agree to be human. Like, okay, you're yeah. another human being. But if you don't have the rootedness and understanding that humans are only special because we're made in the image of God, yes, then once you put that distance, there's nothing to, to stop you from degrading the image of God in another person. Mm-hmm. And it, it comes in that callousness of like, well, you're not me and you're not like me. And therefore I don't care about your problems. Yep. And also that callousness when it, when it comes like just coming out of fear, right? Thinking mm-hmm. of that idea of fear. I'm defensive. Being defensive is, I mean, literally putting up a shield. That's a, that's a callous, yeah. that's a hard protective surface yes. to, to stop things from getting to me. Mm-hmm. And when I'm defensive, I'm not thinking about why you're attacking. No, I'm not thinking about what it what it is in you that's causing you to lash out. Mm-hmm. Um, all I'm thinking about is self-preservation because I'm the center of my life. I'm afraid that you're going to harm me. Mm-hmm. And so now I can justify my hurt feelings and and my lack of empathy. Yeah, I don't have to feel for you. No, I don't have because I'm offended because I'm upset. And my feelings matter and more because I feel like you're attacking me. Mm-hmm. Now I don't have to feel bad for you. Anything that yeah. happens to you or anything that comes your way, you deserve it. Yeah. And a lot of times we think we break the cycle here with our callousness, even though we're holding on to that callousness, we may think that we're, we're breaking the cycle and being the bigger person by saying something like this. You may have said this before. I'm listening. Well, I'm sorry that you felt that way. Mm. Um, you know, but, but, okay. So this is not an apology. Just so you know, this is not a passive aggressive way of deflecting from responsibility. Mm. And this is something that rewind that y'all y'all need to rewind <laughs> that. Listen to that. So I can't, I don't know what I just said. That's so okay. Keep I going. can't repeat it. But that callousness, mm-hmm. a lot of times we'll, most of the time we'll catch ourselves in this part of the cycle because we'll be like, Oh shoot. I just said that that wasn't cool. But instead of doing the thing that would truly like, reset all of this and Mm -hmm. undo this toxic thinking and going, you know what? I apologize. I was taking this way too personally. Yeah. I trust that you did not mean this to hurt me or even asking, did you mean, did you mean this? Because you know what? I'm just, I saw this word and it just set something off in my brain triggered because I've had this and maybe using that as a bridge Mm -hmm. to relate to someone. Instead of doing that, we, again, we get, fearful of the other. Mm-hmm. And so we distance them even more and we, we put up all these guards and you know what? Well, that, 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 I'm not going to ever say yep. this around them and I'm not going to, yep. and I'm not going to listen to them when they say that. And I can't trust them because, and we start to make everything a relational issue mm-hmm. or a salvation issue Come on, when it's not. Yeah, it definitely is not. And well, so we get these, these other behaviors that creep in. That's right. And that what you were speaking of with that, that callousness, um, and where we have the opportunity mm-hmm. to, in that moment, change. Um, that's where pride creeps back in. Yeah. Because, like, oh, what, no, 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 no. No, you don't have to apologize. <laughs> you remember what they said. Because you're right. Remember what they did. You don't need mm-hmm. to apologize. Mm-hmm. And y'all, one of the the things I had to grasp, and Kylie Joe's probably heard me say this a billion and a half times, <laughs> is it doesn't matter if you're 10% wrong and the other person is 90% wrong. Mm-hmm. You still have to apologize for your 10%. Yep. And it doesn't matter if they apologize first or not. Because or ever or ever <laughs> what you do is your responsibility, yes. how you act. But when you're in that callous position, when you start to allow resentment and bitterness mm-hmm. and anger to to control your thinking, then when that Holy Spirit checks you and says, hey, you know, you really should apologize. You mm-hmm. really 
then pride comes in and is like, why should I apologize? I'm the one that's been wronged. I'm well, the and, one. Yeah. And even towards the Lord, we get this way. Well, God, didn't, didn't you hear what they, can mm. you believe they said this God? And right? I can't, and we think we're David. You're not David. No, we think no. we're David. We love to go to the Psalms and say, but God, they're after me and they're attacking me and they're hurting me. They're going to kill me. Very seldom. Is that the truth? That is especially in America right now. Yeah. That's like point oh 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 one percent You know what I mean? Especially during quarantine. Ain't nobody hiding in caves. No. And cutting off pieces of your rope. Ain't nobody threatening you. Yeah. But you feel threatened by something and you feel some type of way and you're letting your feelings turn your heart sour and hard. Yeah. And that is that, that leads to, and like we talked about in our last episode, the very first part of this was how, one of the ways you know if you're offended Mm -hmm. or offendable is if you treat people differently. Yeah. Based on something they say or do that you disagree with that offends you. Yeah. You are treating and, and it happens. It it doesn't have to be, I'm going to tell you, this is for this generation, for this age. You don't have to go up to somebody and cuss them out Please Most don't do the, that. Please don't. Please don't. Most of the time, we don't even have the the boldness anymore to do that. All you have to do is, you know what? I'm gonna unfollow. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna like. I'm gonna cut my eyes. At I'm them gonna when I see them. Whenever in I see you, I'm, I'm gonna wait. You. You know what? I'm not gonna wave. Yeah. Those are the things that over time, it's it's that little teeny, it's that dripping, it's that mm-hmm. little tiny dripping that eventually, um, at some point, you know, maybe something else will happen with that mm-hmm. person. You'll interact at some some juncture, you're going to have a 10 reaction to a two situation. You're yeah. going to freak out and flip out on them. And it's going to come out of nowhere seemingly because you've been harboring resentment in your spirit. And you've been hardening your heart to, to understand the other people. Yeah. And that callousness, I love what you said earlier about um, your emotions dictating mm-hmm. your actions. And, and we spoke on this in the last episode that yeah. um, God gave us our emotions for a reason. And your emotions are supposed to point you to seek truth. Mm-hmm. Your emotions are not the truth. And so that's, I think, a huge misunderstanding of our age, um, not even our age. This is since the beginning of creation. Yeah. It's a huge misunderstanding of people is yeah. that just because I feel this way doesn't mean my feelings are right. Mm-hmm. My feelings are valid, but that doesn't mean they're right. Yeah. Like, and it doesn't mean I'm right just because I feel the most. Like, yes. There's that yes. sense of being offendable that says, well, because I feel the most hurt or I feel the most offended Mm -hmm. that therefore I'm right. Yeah. And that's not truth. Again, you may feel that way, but you can be wrong. Um, but an episode about that, we do. And one of the things you said about, um, default, defollowing, unfollowing, silencing, I don't know, canceling, um, canceling. It leads us into the next part of the cycle, which Mm -hmm. is isolation Mm. and isolation happens when, um, it's part of this cancel culture. Y'all it's, um, it's creating, Isolation just isn't quarantine, right? Because mm-hmm. you can be in quarantine and still have a thriving community of people that support you. Yes, but absolutely. Isolation happens when you emotionally and socially distance yourself from people who you once had some sort of relationship with. Or could have a or, thriving relationship Or with. could. And so what you do is you cut yourself off from the life-giving source of community that God has given you. Mm-hmm. And so you get into this position, fear, pride, callousness, that leads you to cut people out of your life who may not be toxic, but you may just disagree with Yeah. who may not be people that are out for your bad, but maybe people that you just have a hard time understanding where they're coming from because you're living in this cycle of offendedness Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. your offendedness causes you to push people away. And, and in this moment you cut yourself off, especially if you're a believer from those godly believers who want your best. Yes. They want what's best, not from you, but for you. Yes. And it's, 
it's really like, I think of it as like the crux of the cycle. This is like, this is the peak, the height of emotion. This is where we've gotten, mm-hmm. we've worked ourselves up and now we want, we need this release Yeah. and this, um, for lack of a better word, I guess maybe catharsis mm-hmm. of like, all right, so now I'm gonna, and we already know that this brain body connection mm-hmm. with uh, the clicking and the reacting and the like that already sends like dopamine and things. Yeah. And we're feeding off of this. We're getting addicted to it. And, and I'll tell you, cancel culture does the same exact thing. Yeah. It gives the same sense of satisfaction. It gives the same reactions and we become addicted to it. Mm-hmm. Well, fine then I need this fix. And so I'm just going to continue. And, it, and as many people as do, as they're going to do it, I'm going to go ahead. And you're feeding yourself a drug mm-hmm. that is toxic. You're feeding yourself yeah. a, a thought process that is literally damaging your brain. And then you're continuing that because in, in that process mm-hmm. of, of deleting people out of your life, you're creating your echo chamber. And mm. so it's reinforcing yeah. your pride. Yep. It's reinforcing your fears because the only people that you're keeping in your circle are people that won't offend you, AKA people that have the same fears as you, yes. AKA people that have the same callousness as you. And so you're creating around you an echo chamber of people that will tell you how great you are, tell you you're never wrong. They will tell you that the other is bad. The other is evil. Mm-hmm. And Hey, let's all get together and talk bad about these other people, right. which as believers, there's no room for that. No. And so this isolation is not what God has designed us for. Mm-hmm. And that is part of the reason it creates brain damage. Yeah. Because when you're, I mean, look at um, prisoners who are kept in segregation for long periods of time. Yeah. They come out different. Yeah. It they psychologically yeah. damages them. It really does. And, and so, physically. And so like, this is where the enemy wants you. Mm-hmm. The enemy of your soul wants you out of community. The enemy of your soul wants you angry at everyone who can hold you accountable and make you better. Mm -hmm. The enemy of your soul wants you to think that you are God of your life. The enemy of your soul wants you hardened against other people because at that point, he then has free range to abuse Mm -hmm. the crud out of you. Yeah. He can just beat you down with thoughts of worthlessness, with thoughts of, um, this false sense of pride with you trying mm-hmm. to, to earn your way into people's lives, to try to make people notice you. Yeah, codependency. Yeah. It's um, a terrible place to be. Yeah. And like isolation is, if you look in scripture, like the whole of scripture, you see different p- times and places where, um, where people are alone and that mm-hmm. is where they are to some, to some effect left to their own devices. Mm-hmm. That's when a lot of times things start to go bad. Yeah. And so like, um, and also you even looking back at the garden, um, Eve was approached individually alone. Well, we don't know. Well, we th- that's, we think that's Adam true. Was there. there's, there's some interpretation with that. We think Adam um, was right there being a sucker, <laughs> but anyway, so was he, well, anyway, um, <laughs> but what did he do once he got them to eat of the fruit they weren't supposed to, mm-hmm. to believe the things they weren't supposed to believe? Yeah. Um, they were, they were naked and they felt ashamed and they ran and they ran and hid from community with God. And that yeah. is exactly what we do. We're, we're so we're, we're just alike. All mm-hmm. of us, we get into these, these cycles of, of, um, of offendedness mm-hmm. and then it feeds into shame, Yeah, which I don't know that it's necessarily, um, one stage of this. There's shame throughout it that like, yeah, there oh, is. because again, I believe there's a part of every single human being, a little uh, echo that, uh, or whisper of God mm-hmm. that he put in us to say, this is not who I made you to be. That's why mm. there, are, there are things that throughout all cultures we can recognize as right and wrong because that's all right. people to some extent, like, you know what, that morally, that's not okay yeah. because 
God has given us that truth to see throughout. Yeah, God, I can't remember who said it, but God left breadcrumbs in every yes. culture and society to draw the people to him. Yeah, and so, and so we, yeah. because we know in our heart of hearts, we know that we know that we know that we know that I shouldn't be isolating, mm-hmm. that I shouldn't be harboring bitterness against people, that I shouldn't be treating others as less than. I know this, mm-hmm. but, yet, but yet I've built myself up to be this type of person who tells it like it is and who's unashamed to do this and this and this, and I'll just cut you out and all this. And I don't have to listen to your opinion if you disagree with me. And, right, and when really that's, yeah. that's not who you are. That's not no. who God created you to be. And so we get into this default coping mechanism. hmm and this programming, right? And we start to act like robots because mm-hmm. that is what establishes us as king or yeah. queen. Yeah. That default programming, I know I know the outcome of that program Yeah, every time. That's good. And one of the things that you brought up that I just want to touch on before we move into uh, practicality was you said um, distancing yourself. Uh, isolation comes when you distance yourself from that community of God, right? Mm. Um, I want to reinforce this thought with you guys. You can be isolated and have a bunch of fake friends. You can still be all by yourself because the people that you're keeping around you don't know you. Um, All they know is this false sense that you've put up, this mask that you've put up Mm -hmm. that says, I'm tough. I don't take no crap from nobody and I'll (laughs) cut you out of my life. And I got a strong accent. And I don't know why this person talks (laughs) to me. In my mind, I think that's how I talk about myself. But anyway, and you can have all these people that are like, yeah, yeah, that's my bud. That's my friend. Mm -hmm. Um, But they don't know you. And so deep down inside, you're still isolated because the people that want you to know God, the people, the gospel community that wants to grow with you, you've pushed them away. Yeah. And, um, Proverbs 18, one says he who seeks isolation seeks his own desires. Yeah. And that's exactly what we're talking about is when we are our own King or queen, uh, we're seeking our own way. And Mm. so it's going to lead us down this path of isolation. And then we just start that cycle all the way over again. There's a phrase that um, says it's lonely at the top. Mm -hmm. We oftentimes think of that as like, Oh, once you've achieved success and you get that's you good. get to where you are. It's lonely there. But really, it also works in this. Like mm-hmm. when you put yourself at the top and everyone else is is down below in their thinking, mm-hmm. it's really lonely up there. That's it's right. really, really scary up there. So um, Kylie Joe. Yes, Pastor Nick. Uh, <laughs> what is it that uh, we can do practically to help us get out of this offended okay. Cycle, the cycle of offense. Okay, well, I want first to offer the truth that um, wherever you're at in this cycle, because we're all somewhere in it, mm-hmm. um, God will always provide a way out. I love in First Corinthians 10, it talks about like God, um, God will not tempt you beyond what you're able to withstand, mm-hmm. but he will always provide a way. It also says that no one is receiving any temptation that is like foreign to anybody else. Like the temptations you experience are the same ones I experienced, maybe just maybe in different situations, but, um, God will always provide a way out for us. Mm -hmm. Um, but we have to have the eyes to see. Yeah. We have to have truly the humility. We have to have the discernment of the Holy spirit to know, okay, I think this is the way out of this one. Um, so that just, blanket overall and you have that. to want you have to want the oh you gotta want it do you want to be made well do you want to do be you made want well? to be made well you just lay there on your mat if you want to stay but if you want to be made well <laughs> then you got to get you your booty get up, on up callous booty up um <laughs> and i would say one of the questions because through this series i keep wanting to say season but it's series through this series we're going to continue to challenge you to do some reflecting some self uh deep self-reflection. Yeah. And one of the things you need to ask yourself, it's the most important question you're going to ask yourself is truly, who are you? Like truly at your base level at 
when your kids are grown, when your job is gone, when your health is faded, um, at that point, when you have no money, when you've got no friends, who are you at the core? If you can strip away all of the peripherals, Mm -hmm. who is it? Where's your identity? Because whence, from whence. Upon which. (laughs) When and once you answer that question, it's going to impact. I'm going to let you talk. I'm going to (laughs) stop. Y'all, I'm going to take the day off. Uh, it's going to empower you. There we go. To um to move out of this cycle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, I got all sidetracked with my stutters. You, you, you go ahead, good. jump on in there. <laughs> so, who are you? I mean, I think that is one of the hardest questions to answer. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, if we were in a conversation with you face to face. I imagine the conversation would go like this. Who are you? Well, you know, I'm so-and-so and I'm from here. Okay. Yeah. But, but who are you? Well, I, I'm a, this, I do this for a living. I have this many kids and I'm married to so-and-so. Okay. Well, but, but who are you? Yeah. But I, well, I went to school and I grew up in, okay. But who, like it can't, anytime you answer that question, you're going to have to ask it multiple times to get there. Yeah. Who am I? Not, what do I do? Not, where do I live? Not, not who am I, I married to? to. Yeah. yeah. None of that. Who are you? I had a a wonderful friend who asked me that question once who, um, she was like, Hey, like if you couldn't, if you woke up tomorrow and you couldn't sing anymore, like your voice didn't work and you couldn't write and you couldn't like all these things that, that I've enjoyed doing that Mm -hmm. I, I, I've um, been able to build up something doing. She was like, who would you be? Yeah. If you didn't have children, if your children were taken away. If you didn't have a husband, if he was gone, who, like asking those questions is really, it's important for you to know, because if not anything else that stands in the way of that is going to lead you back into this cycle. It's going to lead you to be defensive yeah. of things you don't need to be. And this isn't to say like, okay, forget all your family and friends and just, no. you know, but if you don't know who you are and you don't have confidence in who God has made you to be and mm-hmm. who you're becoming. Yeah you are not going to have anything to stand on. Identity yes. is so key. So, so answer these questions. Where is my identity? Start there. Yeah. Where is my identity? Yes. Because, and going back to the cycle, anything that challenges where your identity is, is where you're going to get the most offended. Yeah. Um, which is why if somebody talks about your children, oh, a lot of times instant, it's, and, don't you dare. and I'm not saying don't talk about my kids. First off, I'm saying, watch your mouth. You know, we're going to have words. <laughs> <laughs> but in that point, it's it's not my personal offense. It's me defending the defenseless. Yeah. Um, but in your identity is where you're going to find the root of, okay, this is why I get so upset when people mm-hmm. talk about this. Um, and sometimes you're going to get down to the, the answer of that question being, I don't know. And that's why everything offends you. Yeah. Because you have no grounding. Yeah. You have no no footwork to, to stand on, no yeah. footing. Yeah. And so anything that, that even nudges you, mm-hmm. you take it as a full blown attack because, yeah. well, I, I don't even know what to defend. So I'm defending everything. Mm-hmm. And it keeps us in this, this state yeah. of offendedness, being yeah, offendable. And, and part of that, you know, not if, if you're someone who's like, I don't, I just don't know who I am. And truly you're not going to know just from listening to this episode. You're not going to be able to but answer if you find these out questions. Just from listening to us, please let us know. Cause yes. that would be awesome. Seriously. But, <laughs> but you need to take that time away mm-hmm. from the distractions. I mean, the phone, the, the tablet, the computer, you need to take that time away in silence or with gentle, soft music in the background. That's how I do it. And you need to really ask these questions and 
and, and get down to it and know, like, like what you said, no. Okay. This offends me because mm-hmm. we're not saying don't ever be offended. There are things that God has like set up like justice and mercy and looking mm-hmm. after the oppressed. Those are things that we should be offended about. And then we should do something about it. That's right. We not should, living in offendedness, yes. but be motivated to exactly. act. Yeah. Um, so that, that's not what we're saying is don't ever be offended by anything yeah. or upset about it. But okay, this offends me because like for me, for instance, if I was, if I was going to just be honest with y'all, come on, be honest. When I see friends of my Christians who share things on social media that are incredibly, um, uh, opinionated about people of color. Mm, yeah. Um, it does offend me. I do get offended. Mm-hmm. I have moved past reacting to those things mm-hmm. out of offendedness because I understand, okay, that offends me because I understand that I'm made in the image of God and that my ethnicity and that being a black person is God ordained. Yeah. And it offends me because I feel that it is overlooking the sacredness of ethnicity that God has given us. I'm not offended because I think you're attacking me. I'm offended because I understand this, this is an issue of human worth and value. And that moves us out of that offendableness, out of that kind of uh, snowflake-ish. Yeah. It's not, I can't believe it's not about black people. No, it's, oh my goodness. Like you're totally overlooking this sacred identity that people have. Yeah. Um, Sorry, go ahead. I wanted to just to kind of land the plane a little bit. Um, As you were, as you're doing this heart reflection, as you're, I mean, please take the time and do this. Um, if the answers to your question comes back to you, mm. if it's like, okay, who am I? I am a person who pulls himself up by his bootstraps. I'm a person that like, if whatever it is comes back to your accomplishments, your achievements, your status, your failure, your failure, if it comes back to you or something about you, mm. um, I just want to let you know, you are going to live in a, a lifetime of offendedness mm-hmm. because you are easy to offend. A person is easy to mm-hmm. challenge, is easy to yeah. denigrate. Yeah. Um, so if you're critiqued at all or, or even criticized or challenged, you're going to continuously live in this state of unsettledness mm-hmm. because your identity is so easily ruffled. Yeah. However, if the answer to your question can defend itself, mm. if your identity is something greater than you that you can't control yet is all in all. Mm. If your identity is rooted somewhere that cannot be shaken, come on, then you're on your way to truly embracing the gospel of the unoffended. Amen. Well, church, this has been, this has been the Nick Smith podcast. We hope you have gotten a dose of real life. No myth. Be Be blessed. blessed. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Nick Smith Podcast. We are so glad that you joined us, and we hope that you'll consider subscribing so that you can tune in each week. Don't forget to rate and share this podcast. And if you haven't already, follow us on social media. If you want to be a part of our family's mission to entertain, educate, and empower others, please consider becoming one of our Patreon supporters. Exclusive Nick Smith merchandise is available to you through our online store at www.nicksmithpodcast.com.